Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on Light Leaders. Today, I've got a very special guest with us, Erin Doplett, who is a spiritual psychology teacher and a meditation expert. And I'm really excited because I've known Erin for quite some time, and I've had the honor of witnessing and watching her journey. And I know that she has so much wisdom to share with all of us today. Thank you for being here, Erin. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive in and Um, A lot of my background really is this marriage of Eastern ritual and Western psychology. And I think specifically your audience, which I know both of our audiences tend to be uh, more spiritual people. I think they'll really resonate with everything we're going to dive into today. Erin, I know you've been on your journey for actually quite some time. I know that you've like you started out quite young in your spiritual journey as well. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about like not only the spiritual aspect of your journey, but how you shifted into becoming a spiritual business owner, the journey there? Did you always want to do this? I think this is such an important question because so often we'll see somebody on the path and sharing their work with the world or having this thriving business and we wonder how they got there. And it's so similar to so many of of my clients' stories, but probably so many listeners right now in your story. I had this desire for more and I was a pretty spiritual mm-hmm. child and I I innately believed in miracles. Like I really did. I mm-hmm. I loved Harry Potter. I loved uh, like reading about witches and I grew up in Chicago, studied business marketing in undergrad. I was being groomed kind of to become a marketing professional, which is definitely what I did at 22 years old working in Chicago. But thankfully, at the same time, like spirit, God, energy, as I understand it, would really, it would just peak and speak to me in the middle of the night and remind me that this really wasn't the highest possible timeline, or this really wasn't the path that I was supposed Mm. to be on. And thankfully, during this time, when I was 22, I was leading teen trips to Poland and Israel. And it just reminded me how sacred it is to remove yourself from your everyday rituals, to travel, to connect to different people, different religions, different backgrounds, different cultures, to eat, like eating is a big part of my life and food and nourishment and having gusto around mealtime. And Mm. I had this really wonderful corporate marketing job in Chicago, and I was invited to lead a trip to Israel in January 2015. And I ended up leading that trip, staying for six months, Uh, living off the land, dancing with shaman in the desert, meeting some really wonderful people, kind of starting even to write the book that um, I now a decade later is about to be published. And then ultimately that led me to India. And I moved to India. I worked in the slums of Mumbai. I lived in many different ashrams and spiritual centers. And then I, I was there really studying Ayurveda, yogic philosophy, meditation, because I was anxious or I was so similar to, I think, so many people right now where we have this feeling state of not really knowing the next aligned step or having that underskinned feeling anxiety or being kind of underwhelmed by the day to day. And meditation really shook that out of me. It really showed me how powerful the present moment is. And how juicy the breath can be and how divine, Mm. 
how divine these small moments are, like in between in the liminal space. So once I really started understanding this, I felt like it was my obligation to teach it. And I shifted back to the States. Mm. I got my master's in clinical psychology and education at Columbia. And I built really a huge spiritual business. Um, But it started from with so many, it, it starts with an obstacle, right? It starts with the feeling state of sadness. It starts with a little bit of anxiety. It starts with, there has to be more, right? There has to be, there has to be more. And I want to give permission to anybody who's listening to this, that that is how the universe communicates. Sometimes it needs to be a negative feeling state to activate a specific aligned action. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that, Erin. Um, and such a beautiful journey you've been on. And I like I look at your life now and I'm like, oh my God, like Erin's life looks incredible. You know, you're this not for well for a large portion of the time I've known you like nomadic traveling going to these incredible places like living from a space of your heart and soul you have an amazing marriage you're really um like when I see you living like I can feel and sense radiance and joy so for you and you have this beautiful successful business for you to have like created this reality what do you feel is like the thing that gave you so I should actually rephrase that do you feel like it's been like the meditation or the following desires? It's been really supportive to you creating them. There is, once you have a strong devoted meditation, practice and I teach a very specific formula. I don't quote a lot of gurus because a lot of yogic lineages has come out to be impure. In my opinion, a lot of these yogic educators ended up becoming people that I, I I don't want to study under. And I think there's a big conversation right now about removing the guru from the practices, but that's a much longer conversation piece. Mm-hmm. I teach up-level meditation. And this is a specific active meditation formula. You open up your shoulders, you open up your hips. It's 18 minutes long and it's an active sequence. And it's typically for somebody who has like compulsive thoughts. Like you're always thinking And that's kind of a product of our current human experience. So often when I was studying in India or Bali or Thailand or Vietnam or um, Israel and Costa Rica, like all of these places that I've really kind of spent a lot of time, I would practice some of these lineages and they felt so masculine. So for some, silent seated Mm. meditation may really resonate, but a lot of silent seated meditation might be a more masculine approach to reach quote unquote enlightenment. So there's a reason why the the divine feminine or feminine embodiment practices is dancing or shaking or jumping or moving or stepping. It's, uh, It's like how water ripples and flows and how waves crash against rock. Like we are supposed to move. So I teach a sequence that is typically, I I always say up-level meditation is best for people with ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, compulsive, sometimes negative thought patterns, because Mm -hmm. it works, right? It just, it works. It gets you out of your head and into your heart. Um, That was a long form way to say, once you have a devoted, life-altering, juicy, nourishing meditation practice, you have a healthy headspace. And Mm -hmm. with a healthy headspace, you can do anything. Uh, uh-huh. So, and it's so powerful. Yeah. So from there, 
Um, I really think it's back to basics. It's drinking water with a little bit of salt because you need minerals in your body. It's going yep. to bed early. It's having devoted morning spiritual practice. It's connecting to like-minded people. It's being honest with yourself and others. And I always want to add an asterisk here because my clients always, always, and I'm sure they say this to you as well. And I've even, you and I have even had conversations like this. It's like, I was alone. Really. I really was alone on this journey. My parents are lovely and supportive, but they didn't see the vision. My friends, mm -hmm. I love them. They're supportive. They're still my best friends. They didn't see the vision. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important to kind of remind yourself that, you know, your parents are responsible for keeping a roof over your head. Like that's, that's really what they're responsible for. You are responsible for believing in yourself more. And that requires a healthy headspace that requires gusto that requires devotion to yourself, uh, your inner guru, which is something I talk a lot about and what my book is about and uh, a relationship to a higher power as you understand it. Mm. It's so interesting to hear you talk about that. And, you know, having these people in your life, maybe don't understand the vision. So could I ask you, Erin, like, what do you feel like your vision is for your life? And what ties into that, like your soul purpose? Like, what do you feel that you are here to actually do? My dear Athena, I'll, I love how about a year and a half ago, you, you even channeled for me and told me my purpose. And I think what's so amazing about working with healers and having really uh, friends that are all knowing that's so important and then to take that wisdom and interpret it your own way so i truly believe my purpose um, which i sometimes shift to like your legacy energy which is like how you leave the world behind mm -hmm. is helping people understand what truly nourishes them and i think this is really really important it ends up becoming kind of a hot topic because not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur a spiritual psychology coach and launch a multiple six or seven figure business. A lot of the closest relationships in my life want to be moms, which is, I mean, so many of us as well. And I think mm -hmm. about the modern day adaptation of feminism and how it kind of rocked millennials specifically. Feminism is the belief that men and women are created equal, which is wonderful. I like that's absurd that that's something that even needs to exist. Of course, that's true. The thing about feminism that's so interesting is there was a package that was sold and this might be more, I mean, you can tell me if this aligns, but it might be more accurate to Americans or um, yeah, maybe Americans where there's the idea sold that you becoming partner at your law firm is going to be more nourishing than having yeah. kids. And mm -hmm. That may be true for so many people, and that may not be true for so many people. Mm -hmm. So nourishment means soul expansive connection, waking up with gusto, having joy for the day-to-day -day life. It doesn't mean that you're happy all the time. It means that you live a soul, uh, a soul nourishing life, which is always rooted in authenticity. So whatever that looks like, um, but if you are going to go down that path, it means that you are giving yourself permission to want more, to desire more. So it does require you to fully show up as your most authentic self and give yourself permission to actually go for it. Mm, I love that. And I think there's so much of 
people like holding back our desires. I know that we can do that. And even I like to me, when I tune into my desires, sometimes they're like these little whispers that I really have to sit with and go, oh, wow, like I actually desire more. So even giving ourselves permission to actually desire more, want more, it creates this space for us to then go, okay, so if I tune into this desire, I actually realize I'm not satisfied. Like there's more, there's more available for me and I can actually start to take those steps. And it's really being able to tune into those desires. And what comes to, um, come to mind for me, that book Desire Map, where she really talks about like desire being a compass. Um, and I love, I love that concept because desire is showing us like the way to go. It moves from that space of desire. Exactly. And I, I educate a lot on setting goals with soul and it's right. It doesn't matter if you hit that finite. I know. And I bring up uh, money examples because I know Athena and I both offer a lot of business coaching and also are in that spiritual entrepreneur space. Um, but I bring up the financial aspect of you think you're going to be so happy when you have that six figure launch only to realize mm-hmm. that what you really desire is nature and like a house in the woods. And like, so it's a deeper question on what is the highest feeling state that you do desire for self? Absolutely. I love that. That's so beautiful. And like, for me, what comes up around that is like the soul desire, like really tuning in what does our soul desire to create and have here and live here? Because I'm a big believer in like, when we follow that, and like you said, like living from that authenticity, that's when we can really begin to create a a beautiful life for ourselves. And the authenticity component is something that becomes more rare and rare every day. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. I wonder if you see this as well. It's, it's, um, they're like the conditioning, right? We're going to scroll on social media and we see somebody with a 10 step skincare routine. Okay. Now I need a 10 step skincare routine or, you know, I live right now in Austin, Texas and Tesla has a huge company here. And my, my husband, John, and I will go driving and all we see are white Teslas. And then you're like, am I conditioned to also want a white Tesla? So it really, you have to be rebellious to kind of stay authentic and be yourself and to have what I would maybe call a more unique slash original thought. So yeah, it really, it is, it's a rebellious act to be your most authentic self. I love it because when I like, I think about you, I do feel like you are very rebellious, but you know, it's, it's a different kind of rebellion. It's like, okay, the rebellion of I'm going to go against the grain, like the template that was created for me and what my life should look like. And I'm actually going to go and create this beautiful, rebellious life. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. I know you and I I keep saying this, but obviously you and I talk about this all the time. It's it's I feel the desire for both. Right. Like living in the city, Mm -hmm. meeting friends for amazing farm to table dinner, going to these epic events and on the other side, it's like, I want to be in the country with chickens and goats, milking my goats to make fresh yogurt every morning and have tons of children running barefoot in the grass and have a fresh sourdough in the, in the oven. And I, I think more and more people, women and men are all beings are really waking up to that. And I wonder about that. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And I like I'm seeing it more and more as a desire for people going that feels like an authentic life for me where like my desires are actually I feel like almost as I get older, my desires are 
becoming more simple almost like going back to yeah yeah I also wanted to um share Erin because when you were when you first got on and you were talking about like your food and how it nourishes you there was like this energetic spark around the word nourishes and I wrote it down and I was like that's like a really strong word for Erin because I I whenever I talk to you, it's like the feeling that I always have is I always feel nourished. Like my soul feels nourished talking to you. And I think you're a very nourishing person to be around. And I'm like, that's like, that's Aaron's word. So when you shared like your soul purpose is helping people what nourishes, I'm like, yes, of course. So that was really, I love that you shared that because I feel like it's such a strong word for you. I love talking to you. I love working with you. I know everybody on this call, like if you are thinking about working with Athena, she is, she's literally the best in the whole entire world because you can have a desire or a want or a feeling. And then Athena can just like drop in and confirm for you. (laughs) And that feels so good. It's so fun. Thank you, Erin. You're very sweet. Um, I also wanted to ask as well, because like nourished is a big word for you, but I know alignment is also a big word for you. And I think it's a word that's thrown around quite a lot. And for some people, they might not even understand, okay, well, like, what is alignment? Or what am I getting into alignment into? And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, considering like, it's something that, you know, you've built a whole like coaching certification as well around align alignment. Is that something that you can expand on? Yeah, I think, and I can give you a really real world example even today to pre- mm-hmm. prepare for this call. I know it's early morning for you. It's four in the afternoon for me and you're in the future. I'm still in Thursday. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling it. And I know a lot of my community is also, I think we're in a little bit, I we are totally in a pressure cooker and I'm on my book deadline. I'm in a launch for the aligned coaching certification of a lot of personal, things going on that I'm way more that I would love to talk about in in the future. And I knew I had this call with you and I said, John, come on, let's go for a walk. And then I'm going to shower and then I'm going to eat something. And then I'm going to ground. And then I'm going to talk to Athena and I'm going to put on lipstick and I'm going to wash my hair, which uh, if you know me, that's quite, quite rare. Um, I have a lot of hair and I, I typically really don't even need to wash it more than once a week. So I knew that if I did all of those things, I would show up and be my really my best self for for this Mm -hmm. call. And I feel as though that I am. And it's simple things that are life altering. And you alluded to my coaching certification. So I'm I'm truly best known for the aligned coaching certification, which is a year long master's degree level certification where you become a certified meditation teacher and spiritual psychology coach. It is uh, truly the most, my, my clients say that it's the most life altering program. We begin with a meditation teacher training. I'm literally at the point in my career where I don't, I mean, if you're not down to meditate, I don't know if I'll take you on as a client. It is so proven <laughs> altering this practices and this certification. I mean, I have one client who educates incarcerated women in jail, and these women are saying how for the first time in their life, they can catch their breath. I have another woman who, um, I mean, she's teaching her children. I have a lot of women who are launching businesses as certified meditation teachers and spiritual psychology coaches. And it really stems from this desire to one, one, 
one, want to be held in a sisterhood. So like we are really there for each other. We have a very active Voxer group. We're talking all the time. Um, like I said, there's a potency right now. So a lot of people are moving through it and we're kind of holding each other in that. And it's what I've learned is so many, when it comes to living a nourishing life and having gusto, it's a hunger to learn. Mm. So like I said, term one is the meditation teacher training. Term two is the spiritual psychology immersion. So I use the chakra system and I weave it with my clinical psychology degree. And we talk about Maslow and Freud and Jung and dream work. And we talk a lot about love languages and Eric Erickson. Like we really weave in all of these psychological theories. And what I love most about term three is I brought in a lot of the coaching frameworks that I learned at Columbia. So the science of happiness, emotional intelligence, and um, these themes are not in the coaching space. So bringing in powerful frameworks that can be used in the coaching space, making it more accessible. And then term four is the business and clinical immersion. So you can go out and launch truly whatever it is you desire and be held by the team. We dive into case studies and the initial steps to really get a business out there. I do have a ton of clients in the program that are, are that are there to learn and connect and to be stimulated. And then a lot of the other women, they do want to launch coaching businesses or they are already mentors, guides, midwives of the soul. And they want to add mm. new tools such as active meditation and spiritual psychology into their business. Um, Thank you, Athena, for letting me talk about this. I'm in the launch right now. If you message me on Instagram, I will make sure you get, and you tell me you heard this podcast, I'll make sure you get early action pricing, uh, which is uh, which is live right now. And it just makes it a lot more accessible to get people in the room. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, Erin. And we'll pop all those links down um, below. I know it's so interesting because I've seen the energy of this program and, you know, when you were in the energy of creating it and it is so comprehensive and I genuinely have seen nothing like it before. And I know that I actually, um, I, I think I've told you before, um, but I studied psychology at university too, but I dropped out after third year because I was like, I need the spiritual stuff. And it's so interesting to me because as I'm listening to you talk about this program, I'm like, shit, this is a program I needed when I was, you know, 19, 20. And I was like, okay, I'm spiritual and I want to help people. And so I went, I studied psychology and then I was like, okay, well, this isn't it. And then I went and studied coaching and I was doing spiritual stuff at the same time and learning meditation and all of those things. I'm like, oh, this is like all the things that Erin brings together, the stuff that actually creates radical transformation as well. I so appreciate you saying that because before I created this certification and I really like this is an alternative to getting a master's master's degree, truly, truly. Um, All so many people would go back to school and I'm I'm mostly referencing, I guess, a lot of my clients in in the States, I guess also in Australia and Europe. And they would get a degree in social work or therapy and they're learning all these modalities, but where's God? Where's spirit? Where's the universe? Where's culture and religion and passion and gusto? Like these, these were things that really needed a voice to them. And as, uh, you know, with my extensive background in clinical psychology and also somebody who has experienced you know, pretty extreme trauma, I think there's some things that truly cannot be solved without God. And when I say God, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that word, but with without spirit, without the universe, without Gaia, without mother nature. And I just, 
I really offer that to anybody who's listening. Of course, you're probably spiritual if you're already listening to this, but if you're moving through a highly activated moment or if something occurred in the past and traditional talk therapy, like it didn't do it for you, that's when you know you need to weave in more somatic practices or more spiritual practices. And yeah, exactly. I mean, this is going to be our sixth year running it. Like this is not a new program. We are certified Mm -hmm. through a United Nations university. If you're a yoga teacher, there's even uh, continuing education with Yoga Alliance. Like we, we have all of the things or there's nothing else like it on the market. Uh, Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Thank you for letting me riff on it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I like it's, it's really incredible work you're doing and how you're changing the world. I really appreciate that in you, Erin. And I love what you were saying about that connection to God, because I feel like it's a foundation that changes the way that we move through the world. I remember once listening to a talk where I was listening to someone speak to how they are able to move through the world knowing that they are loved by God. And I was like, that's right. That's that's how I'm able to walk through the world. I have this knowing and this certainty deep within me that I am so deeply loved and supported by spirit, by God. And it changes me. I think it really fundamentally changes a person when they're able to walk through life with that certainty and that level of love because it creates a different energy and a foundation in your life through which you can move forward with more ease so it's like this if that's not there that connection everything else it's kind of like I it's almost searching for that deeper connection through other avenues and really it's all just coming back this connection that you have to God and spirit that's so interesting and I think Athena when I hear the the way you present it whatever something is presented in terms of God is love and God loves you. I always uh, kind of think it's more of a Christianic lineage and my own upbringing and the way that I, um, you know, commune with God. I'm Jewish and I have this very interesting uh, background and connection to the land, which is, I know something Uh you and I and Daryl always uh, have that, have that relationship as well to Israel And I think it's so, I really love how you presented it, that God loves me, but I, and the way that I think of it is more that whatever is happening really is for the greater good of my involvement. Mm. Or if I desire something, it must have originated from God. Or Mm. if I have this really profound feeling state or obstacle or experience, like there there is a place that I can go to seek seek help and seek guidance. And I really like how you shared your perspective. And the reason I bring up mine is because, wow, I mean, it's not a one size fits all model. It's there's pathways there. I've met so many people that believed a pathway to peace was through suffering. And Mm. I love how you present it as a pathway to peace can be through love. And I, I invite everybody who's listening to contemplate that, meditate on that. What is that pathway for you? Or what does that relationship to a higher power look like for you? Beautiful. And I love those principles because they're so powerful. Like to walk through your life also just knowing that everything is happening for your highest good, that your desires are like born from that place of God bringing them in for you. That's really, really powerful. And that's... (laughs) 
It's going to create a completely different reality and a life for you having those beliefs behind you. They're very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing those. Yes. And it comes from a place of we judge ourselves, right? We judge ourselves for deep, so deeply for not being grateful enough. Or maybe we did grow up in a house with organized religion and we were taught to uh, be fearful of certain desires or fearful of certain things in our life. And uh, it's a permission slip of sorts. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good place to start. Yeah, it's really interesting to me um, because I know that both you and my husband are Jewish and you're both so spiritual. And so it's been really interesting to me um, witnessing that for you was that spirituality, it connects deeply to, well, I guess it's your religion, like it connects deeply, right? It's both and not either or. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm the Jewish girl that will wrap her hair in a turban chanting Sufi poetry while in an ashram in India um, and saying the Shema three times a day. So I think I think it's it's why does religion exist? And um, okay, this is actually whenever I take on a client and anybody who's ever interested in healing, aligning and growing, which is what I do. The first thing that I say is have you ever wondered or have you ever asked yourself, why did I grow up in this specific part of the world? Why am I born to these specific parents or why are these my parents? Why in my household do they pray to this specific God or not pray to this specific God? Why do I speak this language? Why is my skin this color? That is truly if not the one of the most important places to start, because there is a reason why your soul picked that, right? So it's no accident, right? It's no accident that I was born into a Jewish family and I have this really strong connection to a land. So I think once you start getting curious about that, you can draw tethers, you can draw parallels and it's it's only ever positive, right? Self-investigation. So in Judaism, we call this which is accounting of the soul, which is this deeper, deep inner check into self. Mm. And there's an intimacy that comes with this. It's you really get to know who you are. You get to understand why you react in a specific way. You learn, and, and I'll, I want to add an asterisk there too, because your reactions are you are also different versions of yourself throughout the day and throughout the week. You're not always the same you, right? Like you could be really hungry and have low blood sugar and react in a, in a way that maybe wasn't your highest self. But this curiosity, this desire to know why you are the way you are, it's so healing, right? Because if no one, no one else is going to investigate you, you may as well uncover yourself. So that's on the spiritual path. I think that's point zero. That's where you start. Mm, the curiosity and self-investigation. Thank you for sharing that. You are such a wealth of, wealth of <laughs> wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> and I'd love the, that's, I believe that too. I believe we chose, chose our parents before we come here. And I know for so many listening, it can feel like a really hard pill to swallow, especially if we've had abusive or traumatic upbringings. And we're like, okay, well, why didn't my soul choose that? And coming from place of, okay, well, why? Well, yes, why? Why did your soul choose that? What is the experience and lessons that you were able to have? And that's why oftentimes when we, when we see people who are creating such a big impact, they have had these um, abusive traumatic experiences growing up because it 
gave them so much that they were able to shift into helping humanity in a really in a really big way. So um, I love that you brought that up. And thank you also for saying that. I have in the past said that before, and I know I had a couple, I said it on like a live webinar with a fairly large audience. And I know a lot of people uh, reacted in a really strong way, were very triggered. And it didn't feel good because I didn't want to present it in that way. That wasn't my intent in bringing it up. And I mourn, you know, I, I really, I don't know. I don't know how, why these things happen. And like, there's a gentle curiosity involved with it as well. So thanks for saying that. And I think it's one of those things that we have our human perspective and our soul perspective. And for me, when I am going through something difficult in my life, I'm always going, what is the soul lesson that my soul is trying to achieve or move through or create? Or what am I like not seeing and actually stepping back and looking at a soul level? Because when when you can come to that place where you're like, I understand why my soul chose this experience, chose uh, these parents, chose to be born in this part of the world. I understand that and I understand what my soul was trying to achieve or the lessons that I was supposed to go through. It's like we have this shift into a soul perspective and when we can even step back and have that perspective in our life in general, it's really, really powerful because we, I'm a big believer in being like aligned with our soul through the way we move through the world. The deeper we can be connected to our soul, the deeper can speak from a place of our soul, teach, share, love, live, all of that from a place of our soul, I feel like that's where we can really help humanity. That's where we can really create these potent and incredible lives. And it really starts from understanding and living from that perspective of your soul. So even something as, you know, well, not simple, but something like looking at your child and going, why did my soul choose that? It's building the relationship with your soul as well, like into a space of love and understanding of your soul rather than being having anger of like, I had a really hard childhood. So why did you choose that and being angry about it? Mm-hmm. And so it's really like the for me, it's about the relationship with soul as well. Yeah. Are you being an advocate for your own life? Are you the victim in your life or are you taking what has happened and doing something mm-hmm. about it? And that, um, I mean, you would have had it to in all the modalities you've studied but that was something that was really um a really hard pill for me to swallow I think the hardest ever that was presented to me um in my in all my journey and all my modality was the whole stepping out of the victim thing um have you ever done NLP Erin I'm from I have not but I'm familiar with the practice yeah um and I mean it's like it's very it builds off of psychology principles but um when I was, I was very young. I think I was like 20, 21 when I studied NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And it was something that really shifted my life for the good, but it's, and depending on who's teaching it can be very forceful around the kind of triggers and it finds your triggers and it pushes those buttons to bring anything up. So it can be very intense. I also feel like it's very masculine as well. It's very much like it'll push you into the stuff um, and it can create profound change, but I definitely feel like it's a piece of a larger puzzle rather than just a singular modality to use on um, your own. But I have this real memory of at the time, when I was studying it, I had like previously in my teenage years gone through 
sexual assault um, and a lot of trauma. And my like trauma was so bad at the time, I couldn't be physically touched by a man that wasn't my then boyfriend. Like my body would just like go into shock. It was and it was very hard studying kinesiology because I, like I wasn't even able to pair up with um like a man, and there were men studying it. So it was very difficult for me. And I remember my teacher then, because we were working through stuff, saying to me, you know, it's not your fault that it happened to you, but everything that you're experiencing right now, including like your your symptoms, like PTSD, whatever it was, that's your fault. That's on you. That's your responsibility. And fuck, that was a really hard pill to swallow. I remember I just got really angry and I was like, how dare you? you know, I left and I went home and I really just was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, who does he think he is telling me that it's my fault and that's my responsibility? And I sat with it. I sat with it for a while and I eventually came to this place of like, hold on, if I have, if I'm responsible for me and how I feel right now, that means I am actually able to heal it because it's mine. It's not what someone else did to me. It's mine. And I was able to heal it and I was able to shift fully through it. And it was only because I was able to like claim responsibility for it. And like, that's not an easy thing to do. And I think for anyone, you know, if we've been through something hard and having this sense of radical responsibility, in my opinion, it's definitely one of the harder things that we can do in our lives and go through. Athena, that's a really powerful experience. I think there's a way that he said it to you that I, it's even you retelling the story that sounds very, very intense. And there's so much truth to it, right? It's like, you are responsible for your healing. This happened. Now what? <laughs> it's so yeah, masculine exactly. though. It really is. I mean, there has to be like a, a more, uh, yeah, totally compassionate way to say totally. it or comfy and it's way why, to say it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so happy to see like women like leading so many of these healing modalities, like what you're teaching, because I know you're coming from a really heart based place. I was just kind of like told this and left to sit with my triggers. I would obviously I would never say to like a student or a coaching client, oh, like you're feeling anxious and like can't be touched by a man. Well, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on them. Um, but at the time, it like it was what I needed and I'm grateful for the experience. But looking back, I'm definitely like, yeah, that energy of love and the heart and the feminine and holding space for people as they move through that there's a lot of power in that as well and I probably would have come to that place faster and shifted through it faster if I had had that too absolutely that's I know someone listening needed to hear all of that and maybe I also needed to hear it too it's very powerful so I love I love that you're leading with this sense of um, accountability and self-responsibility. Um, and I'm going to jump into the next question, which I really wanted to ask you because you share all of these, you know, you have your daily rituals and routines. I always see your reels on Instagram where you're posting like your incredible processes that you do. I was looking this morning at your hip one where you're like the emotional release that comes every time um, you go and you stretch and release your hips. And so what I really want to know, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this, because we've got so many spiritual business owners that listen to this, you have built a really successful business, Erin. And how do you feel your spirituality, your practices have actually helped you to do this and build the successful business you have today? Uh, one of the most incredible practices that I teach often is this practice of snapshot manifestation. And... The reason mm -hmm. I think, and this really is 
maybe the difference between me and a lot of other educators out there is yes, I'll dive into the woo woo with you, like the manifestation. But the reason snapshot manifestation is so life altering is because it offers course correction and aligned action. So you know exactly what you need to do day in and day out to make that highest dream for self come true. That's radical clarity. And it's sometimes hard to be so clear with yourself. It's sometimes difficult to allow yourself to really step into the thing that you desire most, because once you know, you can never unknow. So once you know that you desire to be a mother, you can never really unknow it. Once you know that your relationship that you are in really isn't, you know, the father of your future children or your highest beloved, then you can never really unknow it until you shift, you break up, you move cities, you pack up, you get out and you start dating somebody new. Uh, And the spiritual practice of once you know, you can never unknow is a really amazing thing. And it's also a burden. So it's uh, my highest dream and desire for self was to always be an author and to travel around the world writing books and speaking on stages and inspiring people to do the thing that they've always wanted to do, which is going to lead lead to their most nourishing life. And it requires Mm -hmm. a daily commitment to reminding myself that. So there's little things in the day to day. So I practice snapshot manifestation, which I'm happy to talk about. I also have a ton of content on that on my po- on my mm-hmm. podcast, which is the Wise Woman podcast. I also have a whole video on it on my YouTube, which is Talk Show with Aaron. But I wake up every morning and as I brush my teeth, I read my I am statements. And once you start your day reading your I am statements and it's you you have no choice but to embody it. It's like you're not going to mess around with your own heart. You're not going to mess around with your own dreams. And there's an intimacy with that. And there is uh, on, on some level, when are you going to take yourself seriously? So I always knew the highest dream for self. I understand why it had to happen now. I'm, I'm 31. I'll be turning 32 at the end of May. And I understand why it didn't happen when I was you know, 25 living in India uh, or Tel Aviv or Bali or, you know, wherever I was at 25, 26, 27. And I understand why it really needed to be birthed into the world now because I'm a different person. I see the world quite differently. I'm very stable and grounded. And the ultimate vision for the business was to give the give people the tools they needed to feel better And yes, I was doing so much one-on-one coaching. I mean, when I launched my business in 2016, I charged a dollar a minute to talk to me for like a one-on-one coaching call. And then I realized what what really creates massive impact. And I know you, you also realize this with Spirit Channeling Academy is creating more teachers, creating more mentors, creating more guides, creating more midwives of the soul. So that's why my certification really came into this world. Of course, I have business coaching containers, which I really adore. I have online courses, which I also really love. And I pop up live events called Nourish. But like the certification is really, it's the one-stop shop to learn the tools for yourself. First, you transform yourself. And then the world around you is, they're inspired, right? They're inspired by your transformation. So you don't need to aggressively sell to launch their business because they see it. They see how you're better. You're more aligned. You have a relaxed nervous system, which is like 
truly the sexiest thing in the world <laughs> to be a regulated mm-hmm. being, to be a regulated woman. So I held the vision for myself. I have a daily devotion that looks different every single day. I believed in myself more. And I work with the, the mantra. I work with a lot of mantras. Um, but why not me is a really big one. And when you scroll on social media or you read a book that just like brings you to tears or a book that just like gives you the tools that you need to get through an obstacle in your life, it exists, right? It exists in the physical material world. So why can't that exist for me? So why not me is a really powerful manifestation mantra that I work with quite often as well. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing um, that exercise and sharing all of that. Um, I love the holding yourself to the vision and also you have the courage to follow through and do what you need to do to reach that vision and something that really comes um, to mind as you say that as well is you know when we have when we are in alignment with our soul and we are living an aligned life what we tend to attract is people who see that vision for us as well and I think um, in my own success, that has been really powerful. And I know I see it with my clients too, when I remind them, like, this is who you're here to be. Just that gentle remembrance and reminding, okay, this is my big vision. I think that's really, really powerful, not only for us to have ourselves to hold ourselves to that, but surrounding us by people who see that in us as well, see our greatness, see what we're here to do, see our magic. Beautiful. Absolutely. And when you shine, when you shine, you inspire all others to do the same. And you're creating programming. I'm creating programming where you meet those sisters, right? You meet those soulmate friends. And that's the most life, like that's the most life altering when you have people who are like-minded and can also hold the vision for you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful. And I think that when that's, you know, like you and I met in a mastermind and I'm so grateful to that mastermind because I was able to meet you and have that connection. And I think that when we're holding space and you're holding space in the certification and I'm holding space in my programs, we're really allowing for these like-minded, beautiful women to come through and to meet each other and connect and have these connections that many go on and have for life. I always say that you're the best thing that came out of the mastermind, like this connection. Absolutely. Because it's there's so much value on it and like you can't put a number on it. And it's just, yeah, it's very, it's very valuable and it's very special as well to have these kind of connections because I think, you know, there are, it's what's the best word to you're someone who inspires me and I'm very inspired to be in your presence and I feel very nourished in your presence and it's that's so valuable to me to be able to have that connection to be able to see witness your journey and yeah I couldn't I couldn't put a number on that thank you Athena that means a lot to me and absolutely you're such an expander in my life and I feel I loved watching your wedding video with you and Daryl I felt (laughs) like I was there and I I also love the word choices that he used to describe you. It made me really, really happy to see that. This priestess, like it's, it's so divine. I know we're so lucky. I really, we need to be present together soon. I agree. And I love that because that's, you know, you mentioned your I am. And that's something that I, I say to myself every day. I say, I am the luckiest woman alive. And I'm claiming that as well through the I am statements. Mm, I like that one. 
Um, so before we finish up, Erin, do you have a final piece of advice to someone who is listening going, oh my God, Erin, like your business, everything you do is so incredible and they might just be starting out in their own business. Do you have any words of advice? Your deepest desires and dreams exist for a reason. It is your mission on earth. It's your, it's your purpose to pursue it, which is a modified quote from the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's you have to go for it. It's if you don't go for it now, you will be meditating on it or wondering about it or feeling for it all the time. So this is your, this is your permission slip. Like this is your reminder that your desires are unique to you as symptoms or as whispers from God, as you understand it to really pursue it. And I will always hold you in that vision. So go for it. Mm, so potent so powerful thank you so much Erin and thank you for taking the time to be here to share with us share your wisdom it's been really really special so thank you so much thanks my love thank you for having me it's so fun spending time with you you as well and thank you everyone who listened today and all those links that Erin spoke about her line coaching certification and her Instagram I'm going to put it all down in the box below so you can go and check her out and follow her online